<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Welcome to Everything Culture. It's your host, G-Jack, along with my co-host, Mr. D713. Today, we got two special guests in the building. Mr. D713, you want to introduce them for us? Absolutely. We have our first guest here. We have Janice all the way from Port Arthur, Texas, currently residing in Dallas, Texas. She comes from friends and family, been known Janice for years and years now. It's been a long time. Decade at least. Yeah, at least. At least. But she always have a great spirit, great perspectives. Um, we, even when we agree or disagree, I just love the way she holds herself and the way she communicates. So, Janice, want to say hello to our guests? Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, I feel the same way about Brandon. It's all love here, you know? And we also have T. This is a very close... This is a family member of mine. And I'm trying to think from season one, you may be the first family member I've had on the show. So, man, I would like to say thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, um, would you like to say hi to our guests, man? Say hello. What's up, everybody? Um, I just appreciate being here. I'm ready to have a good time. Let's talk. <laughs> all right, all right. So, G-Jack, what you got for us today? Man, so we got some great topics today we're going to discuss, man. I just want to ask y'all first, man. How was y'all week? You know, y'all have a good week? Anything getting your way? Anything pissed y'all off? Anything make you feel good? I'll start with your niece. Um, I had a good week. Uh, I had a good therapy session. <laughs> hey, okay. That's we, support, we support therapy. So, so mental health 2020. That's what we're talking about, baby. Yeah. Um, speaking of mental health, uh, I was looking for a therapist for someone back home in Port Arthur. Mm-hmm. There's, there's none. There's no resources available to anyone in that yeah. area. And I did an extensive search. So we, we need to promote mental health in low-income areas and make sure that people have resources. Could they do it online? Are, are they um, willing to do it online? They are, but when you already have the stigma of, you know, that black people have regarding therapy, I feel like some people need to go in the office for the first time, their first experience. Yeah. Well, go back and listen to our episode with Positive Fruit Counseling as well as with Janae Henderson. We talked about this very thing right here. So we got some resources that we can send to you as well if you would like to have them. I would appreciate it. All right, uh, T, how was your week? 
it was cool. This was a wind down week. I just came back from Vegas last week, so I didn't get the whole week. Turn up. I didn't get the whole week to kind of regroup and you know stay safe and had to cut my yard. So it's been a chill week. How, how was it in Vegas? Like, is it back popping again, or is it just kind of? I won't say 100% popping. You know, I was it was my 25th, so I just made the choice that I was gonna go. But yeah. uh, it, it was nice. It was hot. It was hot, hot, but they got, you know, the casinos and stuff are open and certain stuff. You know, you ain't gonna see no show or nothing like that, but it was it was nice, it was crowded. And once again, here on Everything Culture, we do not support the behavior of traveling during <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> crisis, um, especially with a family member traveling during COVID-19 crisis. But it's all because we love our listeners, we love our guests, we love our family. Sit your ass down. Listen, when I stay in the state at the time was had one of the most cases, it didn't matter if I was going somewhere else because I live where it was popping the most at. So I went and had a good time. But don't listen to me, y'all. <laughs> Do not listen see, to see, me. That's that Texas mindset. That, that good, that, we, could throw, we could throw that in for a topic today. Shit, <laughs> Texas. Shit, sit your ass down. Here's, Damn, the thing. Here's the thing, though, with Texas, man. The officials, the government, the people in charge – they lost everybody respect the first go round when they tried to uh, implement some rules and laws. Cause everybody was like, all right, cool. I get it. You know, it was a few little stragglers out there. He was like, nah, I ain't listen to that. Fuck that. I'm a small business. I got to survive. I'm going to stay open. We felt them on that, but when they get fined and they go to court and get thrown in jail, you know, when they go by the rules and the governor come out and Lieutenant governor come out and say, yeah, you know what? We were just playing. You, you ain't got to worry about that. We'll waive all your fines and you can open up your business. I think everybody's like, okay, <laughs> you show <sure> right. <laughs> and that's why Texas is the way it is. This go around, man. We don't give a fuck. Y'all never gave a fuck in the first place. And I'm a Texan. <laughs> what you mean, y'all? You, you, hey, you, you, the way you even said y'all, you Texan just like us. Yeah, but so, but so are you. That's my point. I'm not I denouncing know. my Texan. I, me either. I'm not hey, denouncing it. I'm just currently out of Texas and I'm looking down from Washington like, mm, the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> People around me like, what's going on Texas? I'm like, I don't know y'all. I really don't know. I'm, don't know. Like, I'm, on, Texas and I don't know. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram. I'm looking at my people like snaps. I'm like, man, that was crazy. That was a cool memory back in the day when we used to go together. We used to take shots. We used to hug each other. Then I look. That was 30 minutes ago? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Next thing you know, the next week, they they posting nothing but memories. Then they hear, I said, man, you good? Nah, I just sent my test in. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, man, I know. It's sad. I know 13 people that has tested positive for COVID-19. Personally. Personally. 13. That's just 13. The ones that know it. Seattle or Texas? No, te- every single one of them in Texas. Every single one of them. Every single one. Now, the majority of them has recovered and they're okay. But that's, te- that's people that's recovered. 13 that's recovered. I know five people that are all retirement age and has passed. Now, they don't say it's because of COVID. But you know, when you get COVID, that affect your other ailments as well. So but the, you, the, the tricky part is, though, they're labeling everything COVID, though. Like, every anything happened, they say it's because of COVID. Corona, so is that you? Shit or not. Rona, is that you? It could be. We could, it's, a, <laughs> it's a crazy time right now. And, like, we're not going to – we talk about it a little bit because this is the time we have. So when people go back and listen to this, like, we still trying to get an understanding of it. We really don't know what the fuck going on. 
And that's the thing about it. That's the scary thing for me. Nobody really knows what's going on. You don't know in the next 15 years, it's going to fuck. What's that shit that used to make kids' head big and shit? Um, Zika virus? This could be a new damn Zika virus. You know, it could fuck us up later on in the next two, three years. We don't know. That's my fear. And I think, unfortunately, I think everybody's going to end up getting this shit in one way or another. That's because yeah. people ain't sitting ass I think down. Because <laughs> I don't want my mama to get it. So. I don't want nobody to get it. <laughs> Me neither, but there's some people who definitely shouldn't be exposed. I got a heart condition and I got asthma. Mm-mm. I can't fuck Oh, yeah. Me. Black people are being affected at a disproportionate rate anyway by COVID. Did y'all see the Zodico Fest in Dallas? You didn't see the Zodico Festival in Dallas? No, that it, it, they were talking about he, they reposted it in the Houston Zodico group, oh, and okay. I reposted it in the Everything Culture group. But that shit was in Dallas. Well, they, these, they've been doing trail rides and stuff like that. Shit never stopped through like COVID. I've been seeing people post pictures of trail rides because they in the middle of nowhere. And shit, there ain't no police out there. It's out there. It's just them, their horses, some uh, some speakers. And a campfire, I guess. I don't fucking know. I ain't never been to a trail ride, but the shit look lit. <laughs> Man, once again, y'all, y'all be that be careful now. Now Washington ain't that it started up here. I wouldn't say it, it kind of originated up here with the, a mass amount of in cases and death. But Texas, y'all done showed out. Y'all done really showed out. That's all I gotta say. Y'all, y'all, y'all lead, yeah. Hey, Texas is great in everything, even great in the bad shit. That's what I'll say. It's like, y'all show like, y'all, you want to talk about fucking outbreaks and pandemic? Let me show you how to do it. That's exactly what... I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that Texas does not have the economy to close everything down. And I'm also going to say that you cannot rely on government officials to tell you what to do. Because just because it's open does not mean you have to go. Because it was it's never been safe. Mm-hmm. It might be open, but it's never been safe. Mm-hmm. But people are hearing that it's open and thinking it's safe, especially with everything that's been going on with, um, you know, the police brutality Mm. um, and civil rights movements. Mm. COVID basically moved to second page news. Mm -hmm. Don't turn that page. So, you know, it's people who I actually spoke to who literally said COVID is over. And then the next week, record numbers. I had to do. So I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. And play I'll, it. And I'll say that, you know, it is something serious because I hear a lot of this, uh, it's a hoax talk. And <laughs> as, a lot, as, as easy as it is to say that everything is a hoax, this is not people are dying at, like you said, disproportionate rates. But I will also say, Brandon said something that really stuck to me. He said, fear. And I think that we cannot live our lives in fears. There's been plagues and other things that have happened in the past and people do live through them. I think that you have to keep a a mindset of progression and consciousness and making sure that you are protecting yourselves and your family. But at the end of the day, you are here to live your life. And because COVID came now, we people are stopped, they have stopped living. And I don't think that that's always wise either. I think that we have to, you know, take care. We should have been wearing masks for a long time ago for yeah. pollution sake, for, let's just be honest. <laughs> you know, global warming, we should have been having masks on and stuff. So I'm gonna take these precautions. I'm gonna wear my mask. I'm gonna extra wash my hands, but I'm not gonna stop living my life because and I think maybe that's because I'm young, but you know, I'm only 25, but you know, so like I got to live it while I can, you know yeah. what I mean? 
So I think that people just have to have a, find your balance, find your balance. If you know for a fact, I mean, I ain't going to visit my old people this week or next week or the week after that. They got to wait a month because I did leave. But you know what I'm saying? You need to keep other people in mind. But I think we have to really watch how um, we're taking this all in because it could stifle where you at. Yeah, I, I definitely I, agree. I feel I, like I, you, Go ahead, Janice. You should definitely live your life and protect yourself and your family as best as you can. But the thing that you said, I'm glad you said it because I didn't know how you was going with that. You have to be considerate of people who aren't as healthy as you. As long as you're doing that, you're quarantining yourself once you travel, live your best life as long as it doesn't um, end somebody else's. Just follow the rules and the guidelines they give us. I mean, that'll pretty much cover everything. <laughs> like, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, to an extent, but what he even says is like he ain't visiting old folks, he ain't visiting my kin. Once again, don't visit my kin, folks. Sit your ass down over there. Stick, 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 I'm, I'm like, two weeks, I'm not going nowhere, so I gotta go back to work. So, we I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive, like, I may not seem like, but I'm sensitive about mine. And, that's why, and once again, I'm biased because this is my cousin, okay? Like, he's also like, sit your ass down. And once again, I already had a, one or two, three members of my family get this. shit. And I like I excuse one because he wanted to celebrate his graduation. And if I was 18, I would have done the same fucking thing, you know. Yeah. But that that's the scary thing. But it's cool until you lose your taste. That's what fucked me <laughs> up. When you lose your smell and your taste, this shit real. <laughs> like that, I'm like, yeah. man, check in. That, that it's just I can't wear and I agree. I, you don't you can't live in fear. You know, thankfully I have my wife and I, it, it, I, I think I said it on a previous episode, if I didn't say it on ours, I said it on a different one. Shout out the Concrete and Blossoms podcast. We see you out there. But when I moved here to Seattle, you know, I, I wasn't working initially, as well as I didn't have any friends or family up here. So I wasn't going out. I don't have a favorite bar. I don't have a favorite location. I think God prepared me for this. So what people are experiencing right now is kind of like, I was dealing with this the past six months before this. Like, mm. welcome to my world, motherfuckers. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's it, like you can we can persevere. And I said when this thing started at the beginning, um, maybe in one of the beginning of season two, everybody ain't gonna make it through this. As fucked up as it is, everybody ain't gonna make. It's scary and it's hard to say, but everybody ain't gonna make it. Like if this was a zombie apocalypse, and I watch a bunch of zombie movies, I love that shit. I it just showed me right now. We won't make it as a as a human race. It's gonna be fucked up because some people go believe it. Some people too uh, key on conspiracy. Some people just want to be hard headed, and some people like YOLO shit. If I'm gonna live my life, I'm gonna live my life to the motherfucking fullest. Mm-hmm. And I know I have a privilege myself. I'm with my wife. I don't I don't have to go out and do all this and all that. I'm, you know, it's one of these things I can you know. And I was prepped for it. But who, if y'all able to hear my voice once again, y'all just be careful. Y'all take care. Y'all be considerate of other people. Wear your mask. We do have everything culture mask if you want to represent with us as well. But just take it easy. You know, we want to see y'all in 2021 and shit. You feel me? So, uh, T, let me ask you a question. You said uh, you're going back to work next week. Did they make you quarantine for two weeks before you come back? Or what? Or you just took off? I'm a new job. They don't know nothing about it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. shit. <laughs> well, he didn't test positive. He didn't test positive. I, I've already, and I, I'm good. Have well, anyone, well, have anyone had good. the test? 
Have anyone had the test? No, nah, I've seen it. Huh? I had my son uh, had it done on him, but he was straight. So, but he didn't cry. And he's uh, he's two, so I'm, I guess it ain't that bad. T, did you have the test? Shit, no, no, no. no. Like, Hell no, nah, I didn't have the <laughs> test. I, I did not take the test. Um, I haven't had symptoms. I'm leaving the test for people who have symptoms. And when I have yeah. symptoms. You know what I'm saying? Like, Same. I feel like if I were to have a symptom, I would go get a test. And I know that there are people are asymptomatic, but I mean, I ain't got none of the signs, y'all. Like, none of them. Same here. And I know I had none of them. So. Well, Don't get me wrong, I, I have bad and allergies and sinuses. And look, and everybody's different, but my honestly, my mentality is just if this is how I'm supposed to go, there's nothing mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be able to do to stop. Yo, no. You ain't going nowhere, it's a 97%, uh, 97 to 99% see, see, survival yeah. rate. You ain't going see. nowhere, but once again, coming from a cousin, with, may go somewhere. See, once again, now, now you now you done made me biased again, you done made me. You done made me biased again with that shit you talking about right there. Who, me? Got, no, I'm talking about T. Once again, oh. I'm biased when it comes to family and shit. So you saying shit like that. Okay. Nah, fuck all that. You keep your shit together. Keep your shit tight. Okay. I, I, I know what you I know what you going to say. You, you already said it. Do you have your funeral arrangements ready? Or do we have to put together a fucking GoFundMe for your ass? <laughs> no, I got life insurance. We good. Okay. <laughs> shit. You feel yeah, me? Like, yeah, I'm right. dinner, but I ain't eating it, so I'll just cash it. Once well, again, that's another conversation for another fucking day. We we may throw that in on the end of the shit, but man. Where I was getting at though with that question. <laughs> I was trying to transition a segue to our first topic, which was code switching like at work. So outside of like the COVID conversation at work, uh have y'all had any issues like or has your job brought up like the Black Lives Matter movement or like the protest or address any of that stuff at your current job? T, I know you said you're just getting ready to start a new job, but uh Janice and Brandon, have y'all heard anything? Um, definitely. I, I will say that this work from home environment, I'm not code switching. I yeah. thought. <laughs> like, you know, going into the office, there was a certain, you know, um, a certain way that I would speak. Now I'm just like, you know, what's up, y'all? <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, I will say that there were, I think, three emails that came out from leadership. Um, did not like any of them. All of them were problematic. But then we did have uh, an email that made me feel a lot better. Um, I think some, I think the corporate companies just need speechwriters <laughs> for most cases. But I think that it, work is not a safe place for me to discuss racial issues. It's never been, it never will be. Yeah, because they remember that shit. When this movement is over with, when everybody starts talking about something else, they can remember, oh yeah, I remember Sister Soldier over there during the whole Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> See, in the corporate world, I can understand that to an extent. You know, I work in a nonprofit sector and places like, and it goes from the corporate or nonprofit. If you talk about other social issues, you need to talk about all social issues, especially if your workforce have people that is representing that. Okay. And my job has been, uh, um, I would say a leader speaking about it. And once again, I'm in Seattle, you know, it's a different climate. It's a very, we can, we can say liberal um, um, workforce or where I'm at. 
and they are outspoken through and through. I spoke about it previously on the episode. Um, we have a BIPOC meeting, Black, Indigenous, People of Color meetings, as well as we have um, white accountability meetings as well. Things I've mm-hmm. never seen before. So all these things going hand in hand, like I'm like, wow. You know, I come from Texas, like we used to have these type of meetings, you know, low key, like people used to come in the next breaking room. Man, you hear this little bullshit happen, you know, somebody sent this racist ass email out, nobody doing nothing about it. It's be whispered. But now we bring that to the forefront where I'm working at. And it's a beautiful experience. But right now with the 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 protest, like they let us off one Friday for me to go protest, for all of us to go protest. They provide resources and food to feed protesters. You know, I'm like, this will never happen in Texas. And I keep in touch with my previous coworkers, uh, my organization I came from in Texas, they haven't sent shit out, nothing to the staff, nothing to the employees. And they're upset. You know, they don't have really anybody to champion these issues and these concerns. And I've said this before on the episode, if I haven't said on the episode, I said it during our stream that we have on Sundays, but every time we experience racism or a black person is murdered from the police or anybody that is a black person that's targeted, that is a show of terrorism to me. And when I say, this is like, every time a black person is murdered in my mindset and nothing is done about it, it's another 9-11, okay? And for me, I have to go back to work and deal with this and just put a smile on my face and be the happy-go-lucky Brandon, you know? You know, I, I'm not with that. We, we talked about it last year in season one before anything even happened with George Floyd. It's st- and it still remains to this day. And it's racial fatigue that we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's tiresome. But if we're going to talk about the um, code switching, I, I kind of stopped code switching years ago. Um, I'm still professional, okay? I still get my point across. I still understand where I still laugh. I still joke. And I still know, I hope people know what I understand. But when you say code switching, what different levels do we have in code switching? You know, is it being professional or is it complete, completely changing who you are or just who you sound, what you sound like? So I, that, I think it's both, really. It's one it choice just, for me. Huh? Word choice, yeah. yeah. Okay. What what words do you what words do you usually use, Janice? <laughs> so here's an example. This I, I don't I, I haven't used it, but you know, whereas when you're code switching, you're like per my per my my last email. First, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> like, Sarah can say either or, but Keisha has to say the professional way because it's going to be looked at different. And mm. that's, that's having to code switch, having to choose your words so that you don't come across like the angry, aggressive black person. What um, about braids or dreadlocks? I got a buddy, uh, they were out of work. And uh, so during the quarantine time, he done grew his hair out. And so he like, you know what, fuck, we go back to work, I'm wearing my braids. I ain't tripping. But it's not code, code switching is with how you talk though. Yeah, yeah, but it's also but, your appearance too, though, because a lot of people want like a clean cut appearance and you to talk proper. And well, that's assimilating when you're talking about your culture and your behavior. But in code, how you look. that's the same coast. You you code switch because you're assimilating. It's kind of like 
Hand but I'm hand. just I'm I'm communicating that code switching is about linguistics. That's it. <laughs> you know, but I know we can try to compare the two, but when we talk about the word code switching or the definition, it's just that how we talk so or then, act. So then to Garrett's point, yes, we do have to make decisions about um about what hair and, and things that we wear, but I will say that my decision is based on Oh, I'm gonna have to go to work with these braids and she's gonna try to touch him. It's gonna be a confrontation because she's going to try to touch my hair. Like it's not, it's, and that's our, our <laughs> are they gonna try to touch my beard or ask, ask me questions? That's what you're trying to say, Brandon? I don't have a beard. Um, but yeah, it's more so like, I'm not gonna do it. Not because I'm worried about being accepted. It's because you gonna touch my hair. I'm gonna do the matrix. I'm gonna tell you it's inappropriate to reach for somebody's face. You're gonna be shamed and it's, it's gonna be a thing. So you don't mind speaking up? No, if something's egregious, I absolutely talk about it. But here, here's, here's where we are, right? We're watching people, we're watching our people get affected by COVID at disproportionate rates, affected, targeted by police at, a, at disproportionate rates. When you go to work, and you have to deal with all of these white people and all of these people of color who aren't necessarily advocates, we're exhausted. I, I had to, because I was taken away from my culture, <laughs> I had to learn all of these things as a black person, you know? Like we have to go and seek out information because it's not taught to us in school. Mm, yeah. It's not my job to then educate you the same way I had to be educated. You have to do the work. It's not, yeah. so, Explain to me what's like why what's privilege like read a book listen to an audio book like if you no, want to be anti-racist go be anti-racist I like the way you put that I like the way you put that for them now they don't even got to read a book no more we're doing the work for them we telling you what it is you just need to listen if you should but the thing about it what Janice is even going with T we talked about with our previous guest um, Christina Chan that why does the burden fall on people of color or specifically black people when educating non-people of color about racism about discrimination and i've had conversation with white people white men to be exact and you know they try to gaslight they try to like well i don't know bitch you know <laughs> If I can get on YouTube and learn how to change a breaker in my house, you can get on YouTube and learn the history of black people and the discrimination that we've had in this country. We've had issues in my hometown of Tyler, Texas, and I'll speak about it again, of uh, people telling you uh, about the Confederate flag and about Robert E. Lee and why these names have been changed from John Tyler, you name terrorist. it. And it. Simple terrorist, thank you. And I've said it before, but it comes to that point where is it goes back to racial fatigue, racial battle fatigue. This is a truth. What Janice said, she's get tired. This is you're not you're not alone. And what you feel is nor unfortunate for a black person. It can be normal, okay. And yeah. you may feel like you're crazy. And that's what that gaslighting and shit is for. Is make you feel like oh, it's just you. It's not just you. It's not. And it's to the point that we're recognizing we're owning. You know, we're owning up to it and we're calling it out. And we have to continue doing that. But when it comes down to code switching gets to my thing is like I may curse time to time. 
Okay. Um, shout out. You know, I'm trying to work on that. There gonna be another conversation for another day. But I come from a family that curses quite a bit, and you know, but I'm trying to grow from that. So I would not curse at work. But when I heard other people make curse at work in the workplace, I'm in. I'm like, oh, cool. But I'm like, nope, don't <laughs> do it. You know, yeah, because you're different. Yeah, it's a setup. Don't you do it, motherfucker. It's mm-hmm. like, and my wife, she's like queen. I wouldn't say queen of coast. I would say coast switching. She can. She's a queen turn, of professionalism. Absolutely. But mm, she's coast switching too, damn it. But the thing about it, and it's professionalism <laughs> to an extent, but she knows, even when we're at the house sometimes, I've recognized she was like, I throw the N word around, okay? And she was like, she was like, and she would call it, well, Brandon said the N-word. Motherfucker, you called me that five times this morning. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> but you know what? You know, for whatever reason, do what you do. But at work, I'm, I try to keep very pristine, very professional as much as possible. But at the end of the day, I can't, I, I learn, I cannot change my country twain. I used to be able to really perfect it. To I thought I was perfecting it. And by working at home, shout out to working from home, everybody. But I was working from home. My wife was in the other room and I, I was doing phone calls. Um, we was doing some hiring and I was doing some reference checks, I believe. And I thought I was sounding so professional, so well-being. And she just started talking shit. You country motherfucker. I like, whoa, <laughs> I really thought. And that, that's a part of code switch. And it's not only about being black. It's all of me trying to change my um, accent as well. Mm-hmm. And is that, does that make sense? It's like, and, do y'all ever code switch unintentionally? Did that ever happen to y'all as well? Absolutely. It's embedded in us. We're taught that we have to do that to get jobs, to be accepted. Mm-hmm. So an unintentional code switching is sometimes what you do. But I think in this society now, we got the snapback of like, oh, I ain't got to do that no more. Boom, I'm good. Yeah. Mm. I mm. think it kind of goes back to what uh, Janice said, though. It's like you can't... Um, you just don't want to deal with the bullshit. Like you could go in and be yourself or whatever, or like kind of be more lax, but you don't want to deal with the bullshit to go with it. So it's just easier to code switch, but only for that little short period of time where you're at work and just call it a day. Mm. And that way, you know, it just saves a lot of issues down the line and, and you ain't got to do all the explaining and shit like that. I think I a lot of people do it, even those who aren't in professional um, or corporate jobs. When you call customer service, you call them with a totally different voice than you do when you call in your auntie. Yeah. And then some people act like, have you ever had like older uh, people people. of different cultures? They just act like they don't understand what you're saying. Like you can talk to them just normal. It may not be like, you know, all proper and shit, but you can talk to them normal. They're like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, like, bitch, I just asked you, could you move your car? You know? <laughs> that's called gaslighting. Once they're doing this shit off, yeah, it's trying to act oblivious to what you know. It's trying to like it's gas is teasing you. It's to sense, you know. See how far I can get you, bitch. You like you say, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing. Once again, me being in Pacific Northwest, they're very passive aggressive, and I know we have some Seattle lights. And, it, and I appreciate y'all, whoever from Seattle or from the West Coast that's listening to this. I appreciate y'all owning up to being passive aggressive that shit is annoying and y'all know it which i know it, but that's that's something that part of the culture we have here but that shit blow me like they ask a question and like if all of us like okay 
um you know everybody's here thank y'all for being here can you please take off your it, like could every could everybody take off their hats you know that'd be great only one person have the hat on instead of just saying who the fuck has the hat on you say one person you ain't gotta take you off your hat but the point is they do shit like that and that shit just really pissed me off but it, it's not cold switching it's just and that's what i could be like i could play that game and that's what cold switching is i have to play the game i have to fit in i have to squeeze into the culture you know i it's the same thing you know when we moved to seattle Seattle, I don't see that many ties, suit and ties up here, you know, but in Houston, you wear a suit and tie, you dress well, woo-woo-woo, but now that's like the opposite. They want you to dress to relax. I remember when I went to an Amazon job fair, when I, um, and they're like, man, you can come to this, uh, you can come to the interview with a Spider-Man suit on, as long as you know how to do the job, we good. And I'm like, shit, and you know what? People was coming up there with their pajamas on and shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out. Shit, shit I've never seen before. You know, that's just but, lazy, man. That's just that, pure lazy. That's your that's your perspective. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay, but that's, that's your perspective. No, <laughs> no, it's your perspective. But first of all, if a black woman came in there with a headscarf and pajamas, it would be totally different than Adam coming in there with his pajamas on. It's just yeah. perception. Now it may be different in Seattle, but Texas. It's not that different. Go ahead, though. Absolutely passive aggressive. And I'm going to say it in one phrase. Bless your heart. Oh, yeah. That can mean so many things. It's just so sugar-coated and embedded in us. We don't recognize it. So you see it differently because you're in a different space. But, yeah, Texas. Ooh, ooh, I got a good one. Good for you. (laughs) Like, they just (laughs) shit on all your accomplishments. You just ran down to them. Good for you. (laughs) Here's a black one. If you like it, I love it. Is that not is that not being too sensitive? I love saying I like it. I love it. Like nigga, get to, I was not passive or aggressive. Hey man, what would you want? What what would you want to hear then? I mean, I'm going to listen and suspend judgment. <laughs> and, and like that, like in that whole mindset. Shout out to um, Lee Beckman. He one of my previous supervisors dropped on me years ago. That I used to say I don't like to judge people. He like that's, that's bullshit, Brandon. Everybody judge people. Period. It's just the point that you stated or not. Like if you didn't judge people, I would consider you a dumbass. You have to con- like you you should judge people who you around. It's like so you know you're gonna be safe or not. You know that's that's, that's it makes sense to judge people. And I'm like, yeah. That make a lot of fucking sense. I so, say discernment. That is best judging at the end of the day. Now, does my judgment matter? And do my judgment has to go into how you live your life? Do I need to state my judgment? Absolutely, the fuck not. But am I thinking what's going to be next and what they're doing and what I do something like that? It's like almost automatic to a person with just basic um, a thought process. I would I would consider that. You know, it, it, I don't think any. Once again, this is just me. I may not. I may be completely incorrect. But if people just living like you just live in roses and fairy tales and blossoms, I don't think that's me. I, I don't live like that. And you know, with the makers of you, we just had, you know, go make sure y'all go back and listen to them. Please I think don't. we all come from <laughs> please do, please do. I mean, it's one of my favorite <laughs> ones. Um, you'll be surprised, like we think differently. And while we and that, and, and like the way I think is because of my childhood, my upbringing. But and it goes into what we have in the workplace and what we have um that's our exterior 
but within families in total. And we have to worry so much about judgment and shame overall. And I think this is a good time to transition to our next topic. And that's about homophobia. And it's something that when you hear phobia, it's a fear of. That's all I always look up. It's just being afraid of something from, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I'm scared of shit as heights. I hung yeah, up new lights. I'm afraid of heights, so. I think I was dropped as a baby, but it's not about me right now, <laughs> you know, but it, it's about me to a sense because we always have a way of looking at people that's not like us, you know, and like, and that's the point of this show It's trying to like, if you have a phobia, where does it come from? If you have a, you know, if you have a thought process, where do we come from? And we're trying to learn more so we can grow and we can love one another. And, you know, we go sh- say it all at the end of the episode, but when we talk about homophobia, I I would say I've been at a younger age. I've been homophobic before. I can say when I look at the definition of homophobia, I would say, you know, I've, I've experienced that as far as, man, ooh, what the fuck is they going to do? What is going to happen? What's going to come from there? You know, but I never had a point that I want people to be hurt, you know, or people to be affected about it. About it. But I see different definitions of homophobia and um, I don't know if it's a biphobia or a transphobia. Um, or you can find discomfort and something that I'm trying to, as an individual myself to overcome and get a better understanding of how can we have a better communication with one another. Because with homophobia, I've had people in my family throughout, they may feel certain ways completely one way here on one polar side and completely one way here on a different polar side. But once again, if we on different sides, we can't come here and really have peace. We can't make any progress. So with this episode, once again, I want to get into where are we now in 2020 with homophobia and our thoughts and process and where, how can we get more peace and understanding with one another? So do we have Janice or T Janice, go ahead, throw that finger up. Because I want to go back to you talking about your um, fear of heights. What's that called? What phobia is that? I don't know, whatever. Damn it, I just forgot. uh, That's a phobia, right? Do you treat tall people different because you personally don't like heights? Do I treat style. tall people differently? That's a good question. Do I treat tall people differently? I'm, I'm just making a metaphor. Like, if you, you're scared of, well, that wouldn't. It's <laughs> that was a good metaphor. Keep going. That was good. Yeah, that was, a, you were on it. It's the, it's the intention behind it. Acrophobia. So when, when you think, yeah. when you think of, you know, a phobia is a fear. Yeah, I'm scared of heights, but does that, does my fear impact other people's quality of life? To, Does it not a great uh, yes? I would say for my wife, she says she want to do all these things like um, bungee jumping and jumping. On. What's the thing when you jump on the thing, you ride it zip down, lining. zip lining? Zip lining is lit, man. Uh huh. Fuck that. Um, she says, man, nah, bro. I'm like, I'm, I. You see, man, my. I don't know if y'all, whoever's on YouTube, you get the pleasure, like. I just put these lights up yesterday, okay? These lights ain't nothing but an extra, like, maybe five feet from where I can, maybe three feet where I can reach. I had to get up on this little ladder, and I was dead-ass serious, scared. Like, I don't fuck with heights. If I know somebody I love and care about, and I see you up high on top of a roof or somewhere dangerous, 
I'm going to sit on the ground. I'm like, can you get down, please? Like, I, I this, really do have Another probably won't help your fear of heights. It's a sidebar, though. Yeah. Uh, when I worked at this other company, I had a dude die. He fell off a six foot ladder. I remember died. you telling me that shit. I remember yeah. you telling me that shit. <laughs> I remember you telling that. me that shit. Okay. It did not help. Go ahead. My point was that right. homophobia is not equal to agoraphobia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, hey, I'm just answering the question you asked. I, when you asked me a question, I'm going to give you the answer. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no I'm, I'm kidding. I, I would like to hear what he has to say. So the word is homophobia, and we know that phobia means fear. I just want to ask the question, what are we scared of? What are we scared of? The discomfort that they feel. Yeah. They're scared of discomfort they feel. So, it, and it depends on who you're asking, because some people are scared of the gay jumping into them. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's, a, that's what I say. It, if we're talking about personally, there's no fear for me, you know? Only, like I'm well, then, say, I, let's go personal and then yeah. let me go back to your question because you said that you had some homophobia previously in your life oh, yeah. not so much now so what was the fear then I guess back then it, it, I was, was, it was taught I didn't know what the fuck it was you know it was once again it's like the fear of someone trying to do something to me which is not homophobia I would look as more as is that makes sense it's, it's pedophilia more than anything only time I've had and I don't like when those two words are in the same conversation. I really hate it, but I understand your point completely. I, once again, I'm speaking about my personal, yeah. my personal, like, on, on, that's the only thing I can do. This is nothing made up. Absolutely. There's a personal experience that I've had. And it's not because once again, going, I've, one of my most loved people in my life was a uh, um, homosexual individual. And that was my uncle. Okay, and people don't want to like. I knew what he was. He told me what he was, and he. T but he also instilled in me: if a man did something to you or something happened, you fuck them up. You don't allow that shit to happen to you. And this came from him. No other man told me that shit. And I'm like, okay, you know. And this is me once again. Like we talked about in the making you with T when he said his mom set him down at ten, had a conversation with him about responsibility my mom and my uncle set me down at the age of six and have me they, I, that's when i had my birds and the bees conversation at six years old when i was in the first grade and they would they didn't hold shit back okay and i like okay i don't know if something happened in the family i don't know if that happened in the friendship somebody would touch on they're like if somebody ever tries some shit with you you let us know and you fuck them up you don't let shit like it was like they pinpointed boom 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 and but it was never to the point of heart hurt or harm or discriminate somebody else you know so and i would say the i've had like guys like in high school approach me and i'm like hey man get the fuck on with that shit like not approach me directly but approach me through other women like hey my friend like you and i'm like nah i'm not with that shit get the fuck on you know and and that's one thing that could be considered homophobic but like i know that discomfort but i'm that's not my preference at all It'd be different with with a woman. It, like if it was a girl that I didn't find attractive, I would have said some shit like, "Nah, I'm good." Other than, "Nah, get the fuck on." You feel so, me? Did you feel that your masculinity was threatened? To an extent, yes, absolutely. Like, what made you think I was like that? You know, yeah. I'm like, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Like, I could have said, "Okay." Once again, why she in the way she preferenced it. It felt like she was trying to be sneaky about it, you know. Mm. I'm like, man, don't try me with that shit. I'm, I remember being right near my algebra class at my near my locker, and I was like, what? 
you know, I'm thinking because at first I was interested, but it's one of the things like, and I know I know went through process elimination. Get I know who the individual may have been. I have no ill will towards that motherfucker. Do what you want to do, but I'm not with shit. You know, I wanted to be clear. So I can say what well, Janice, the question you asked, yeah, it could have been that. And this is at me at the age of 16, 17 years old. But when it goes towards me having an understanding of why what he believes and what he experienced, man, live your life, player. Do what you want to do. You know, it just it was like one of the things don't hit me with it, but be safe and be careful. Because once again, it's one of the things that I know other men is going to approach that in a whole different fucking level. Yeah. Whole different level. I don't agree with that though. Like, like the whole, just like, it, I remember in Tyler not too long ago, it was a guy, I guess he was dating another guy, but the guy was supposedly straight. It was like some like undercover stuff. Undercover shit. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude was, I guess he was going to out him to mm-hmm. everybody. And he told the dude, he wanted to meet up with him, whatever. And he killed him. So I don't agree with like no hateful stuff like that. And I don't even, now I see what you mean. Like back in high school, you were like, man, fuck that, going with that gay shit. But now it's like, it's not that big a deal. If a dude trying to holler, you just like, nah, man. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm, it, I'm, I'm with somebody or I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not gay. Not interested. I'm not yeah, interested. Like, and that's it. Just that's like you would shoot down a female, you should shoot yeah. down that guy the same way, just to jump in there. Like, no. One, 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 this first, first thing, with gays and homophobia, we have a bad rep because society and the world believes it's wrong, believes it's all kinds of different things. So y'all come, or people come in with preconceived notions of what a gay man should be and shows up and looks like. Where one, you need to look at us as individuals and not a collective because people move and act differently from their backgrounds, okay? so. You know, going back to the conversation of like a guy coming and hollering at you, as a man, do you think that is this woman going to be attracted to me or do you think this woman likes me? She might be a gay woman, but if you find her attractive, you're going to spit and holler. Same thing for a gay man or a homo man. If he finds you attractive, he's going to come and speak or try to shoot his shot. It's your job to be a kind person and say, no, thank you. I'm good. And then at that point, it's his job to move on comfortably. That doesn't always happen. And then you have a mix and bad words. And now you're calling him an F word. And y'all are trying to go back and forth. Well, I saw you looking at me anyway. And that's where I think it gets really blurred and really and, crazy. For and me. let's clarify. I never said the F word. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, no, no. just clarify. He did it. I'm saying I was using an example. He didn't say that. But I think that those are that's where you have to start as a society. Stop looking at the gay community or gay black men as all behave and act the same way because we just don't show up the same. I think we have to talk about how we got there. Um, black people have been, it's been drilled in us with Christianity. It's been drilled in us in our childhood. Um, you know, if there's a, a Anyway, it's something that you have to work to open your, to become open-minded and ask yourself, why do I feel the need to shame this man who's attracted to me? And I don't feel the need to 
shame this woman. It's because I'm ashamed that he finds me attractive for whatever reason, because people are going to perceive me as, as a certain way. That all stems from how it's been drilled in us that gay people are bad. Gay people are something worth shaming, and none of that is true. And the me, not, not necessarily the media, but gay men, gay women, um, are hypersexualized. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's even, one aspect of a person's life is their, their sexuality and their sexual activity. That's not who they are. But when you, um, when some people see a gay person, they only see their sexuality. They, they hypersexualize them. And, and, and it goes to the question, so what is gay then? Do you feel like, and, do, and I, when I say do y'all feel like, is it, when, is, when I look at gay, is a person attracted to someone of the same sex? And you, you know, and the, the, then do you act upon it as well? Those are things how you how you can look at it. Is that it? We got to talk about that I, choice. I, I was just well, going to ask that question. It. Do y'all believe it's a choice or do you believe it's something you're born with? It is a biological response in men, period. If you and what about women? Well, let's, let's talk about men from my point. Okay. If, if you have the ability to, okay, if you look at a man and you have a physical response, you, you become... Uh, aroused by looking at a certain man or a certain thing that's masculine, um, a certain trait that's masculine, and you become aroused, I mean, that's, that's your body's response. You can choose to act on that just as you can choose to act on a sexual relationship with a woman. You have to first have that attraction. If you don't have it, then you're not going to choose anything. You know what I'm saying? If you have a biological response, you become aroused by looking at the same sex or the opposite sex. You can choose to act on it. You can choose to act any type of way that you like. You can choose to drink water or alcohol. But it's, when you say that it's a choice, you know, and, and you bring the civil, the civil rights into it, and you're saying like, oh, these people want preference because they're choosing this alternative lifestyle. It's the same lifestyle we all live in. They just have the same sex in their bedroom. Okay, so you say, you're saying that so I guess my the is it a choice because it is are you I guess are you gay if you choose not to act on the biological uh rep, you know what happens when you and that's that's the good thing about it is it's up to you mm, if you okay. choose if you, your choice you choose your identity and what you allow to what you allow society people to doesn't know. allow you to do that as a little boy you know. No. It, you show up and you got some issues going, like not even, let me, I gotta that's, watch No, part. that's femininity. You understand? That's not even gay. Because they'll put but, you as gay but, just because you're feminine. But, but that's where we get caught up in society and the world today. Because I was gay before I ever started having sex from people. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that you have to really, as people we have to watch like what we put on young men Absolutely. just because i wanted to go and cook and not play football did not make me gay you understand what i'm saying that Absolutely. made me a little bit more feminine but i think i mean now look i'm gay now i'm grown and i, I didn't done my work so i know what i am and, and let's be clear t is kind of going to the court the question i was asking right what what did you always feel this way did you all have an attraction or that people 
put you in a bubble for that, you know? I think it was all of the above, to, very, yeah. to, be, to be very honest. And I won't argue with you about it. Go I ahead. I, from a very young age, was attracted to men. Um, we can go ahead and have another conversation. I'm, I'm going to be very quick with this. But I also, from a very young age, had attraction to women. So am I bi? You know, we got to go into that type of conversation. But we're, you know, but okay. I'm going to stay on the gay train right now. Because I, that's what I identify as. But I'm just saying, from a very young age, it was almost as if, and sometimes I feel that it was almost like my choice was taken from me. Mm. You know, when I would try to holler at girls, you know, oh, well, he was too feminine. So that made him gay. So at some point, I had to struggle with the idea that I was gay because this was the stigma that people mm. put on me. Mm. Or was I actually gay? Mm. And you know, that was able to be cleared up and I understand who I am. But I think that a lot of people question and have that hard conflict because of their desires as just who they are. You know, if they're more a softer young man versus a, a, a young man who wants to go and get his knee scraped up all day. You know what I'm saying? Like you get labeled and placed in the categories from a very young age that May make a difference in your life, and that that's kind of was going on the the point of view. And I'm thank you for expressing this because I I can't because I'm not in that experience to say I know I'm a cis heterosexual individual. That's what we can. I think I've covered all that right there. And but I also understand when people have preference. That I say it's a preference. I it's hard for me to say it's just you're born and you know what you are that's going to create your action. Now, if your, your, your feelings and things is, is influencing that nature versus nurture, but I have seen people and children, people in my family that I remember at two, very young ages and they like, they Google and God got a little differently. Okay. And not, and I've talked to other people in my family, and they say we have quote unquote a gay gene in our family, and I've seen it from older to younger. And I do, I, do I argue it? I'm like, I don't know. This is something in my 33 years of living that I'm still learning. But now, science learners, go back. Now we go into science. Is there any type of gay gene? That's not even something that's taught. So that's just kind of like. I'm that, just saying not, what there's not a strand. There's not a strand that says when we talk about DNA, there is not a strand that's that says gay. And if God makes us, let's just let's go in this realm. If God makes us and gay is wrong, why would he give us that DNA? So that's like crazy thinking. Like we gotta be logical when it comes to those type of statements. Because so do you believe it is a choice? You so believe you believe it's it you believe it's nurture over nature. I believe that I don't know how if that's the right way I want to say that. So I believe that um, it's tough. That's what I believe. And I believe that you have to really dig and know who you are and do your work. And I say that because I, you try, people try so hard to uh, not be. And that's why you have all these DL men and men who want to kill because of who yeah. they are. And this is the thing, when you have not dealt with that, at some point you feel like you're, you know, you're making, I'm trying to, hold on. 
Take your time. Choice, hold on. Is it a choice or not? And I, this is the thing. I don't, I feel like it's not because I tried. And this is what I was getting to. I've tried not to be gay. Okay. You know, you go through that as growing up. You try not to. But in, those desires never went away. I prayed. I did all kinds of things. You know, you try to be around more men so you can act and be more masculine. But that didn't do anything. And it wasn't, and, and it was a conversation that I had to have with my Heavenly Father that just said, Be me. Be me. If it's wrong, you'll take care of it on the back end. And I think that, you know, that's where all black people and all people as a society need to wake up and realize first it's not your business who i'm sleeping with period one second i am human first before i am gay and for my black people who are watching this we're mark and there's been a lot of conversation about is this the time to speak out on gayness and black lives matter and so your gay issue is not important right now that is a false narrative that needs to go away because before i am gay i am black and if my own black people cannot show up and treat me with common courtesy and decency why would the white people so your answer your question is it a choice or not i'll go ahead and go with janice and say that that is something that somebody will have to decide for themselves was that a choice they made or were they born that way i understand what you mean janice when you say that's a biology because it is it's it is biology sometimes the wind will blow and you can't help it and it's gonna do what it (laughs) needs to do but at the end of the day I think that that is a choice that you have to answer for yourself because I, and, and some people not going to like this, but I question God and ask him all the time, sir, if this is wrong and you don't like it in your word, why do I have these desires? And why is it hard for me to move on with my, you know what I'm saying? So it is not something that I think that can be controlled. You can just, Oh, I'm going to make the choice today. You know what I'm saying? If it was that easy, people would not be living this lifestyle. Because let me tell you something else, black people in America, it's harder to be gay than it is to be straight. So I am choosing a hard life. So you know what I'm saying? It's not something that I'm just, so that, did that answer the question a little bit? speak freely baby Go ahead. Say that that's why i always say uh because i used to think the same way like it was a choice but then i was thinking i was like well maybe people are born that way because who would actually go through that intentionally you know what i'm saying if they weren't really feeling that way or like was you know didn't have no control over it but then when you were just talking it made me think maybe you know how some people and they people say that's like a hoe gene like with, with girls or <laughs> they say that their mom was a hoe and then they, they go out and be fast yeah. or whatever yeah so do you think it may just be like a sexual thing like maybe it's not just in particular like liking guys it's just you just may like sex a lot or like you know what i'm saying and it may just be attracted to fucking everything uh i don't say it's a sexual thing and that's when we talk about like over sexualizing gay people because gay people show up and don't not everybody like let's just say for example right that that part doesn't work for people get old people get hurt 
and those parts and those functions don't work the same no more and they're not so if it was just sexual people wouldn't have life partners in this thing because when you decide to commit to someone life in full time that is still no matter what's going on and you have people who fight for marriage and want to be married and want to have those same rights if it was just sex it wouldn't even be an issue in that aspect i feel i see what you're saying i i want to talk about what you said about you know your sexual preference at an early age being both did i get that right okay um i feel like in the black community men aren't allowed to be bisexual and we struggle with separating gender from sexual orientation so when people perceive a certain femininity they basically ordain you to be gay women are like oh no he's gay i don't want to deal with him but deal with him at all and and it shouldn't be like that i believe that people should be able to have their preference but there are women who you know are interested in bisexual men if there weren't back then, I don't know. It's not that many, though. I, I, it's I, not. I, I have to, I have to argue in question. I mean, yeah, you say that, Janice. But and I hate to word it this way, but I don't know other, any other way to word it. But what okay. if the scale or pushed me over completely was the fact that I was being rejected over and over and Man. over again for who I was? And you should not have been from my from my own women like this was this was so crazy to me in my early 20s like you know uh, hey let me tell you so i remember that shit too i may not have said nothing but i remember that shit 17 18 19 20 you understand like here you are out here hollering at girls you know trying to make sure you dress a certain way and be that nigga and you know you just being i mean at some point i can't code switch i just got to show up and be myself you know what i'm saying and when you get that little glimpse of who i am now it's a problem no i wasn't gay at the time or didn't feel that way i was really trying to fuck you excuse my french but at the end of the day like you know, I mean, I come from women. You, and that's another thing. When we talk about this, we and I'm not trying to blame men not being in the homes that makes gay people, but you also have to remember that how I show up my mannerisms, talking with my hands, girl this, girl that. I was raised by all women, okay? So when you have all women, stop thinking that these black men are just going to come up and be so macho and be that nigga for you. Baby, that ain't how it always works. If he wasn't given that, guess what? He can't show you that. That doesn't make him gay. That makes women should think, like, what do I really want in a partner? Because if this man can show up and give me things that I want in a man and a partner, then he should be worthy. But that wasn't my story. It just wasn't. I wasn't meeting the right kind of chicks, I guess. And again... And again, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop blaming it on that or even alluding to that because at the end of the day, I had to do my work and I had to realize that I was just gay and that's what I wanted. But you speaking your truth. You speaking your truth. Like if you can't tell your experience, who can? So I appreciate you for saying all sides of it because a lot of people may, a lot of, because once again, when you said just that, okay, take your time T, you'll be back. But I don't, I don't know if you still can hear me now. Do we need to take a commercial break? Oh, I'm here. I just had to turn the AC on, y'all. Oh, okay, hot. okay, 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 okay. No oh, problem. Oh, you're getting hot in here. But man, <laughs> let me tell you something. Like once again, I'm I'm more in touch with my family than they ever know. Okay, and 
once again, I let people do what they go do. Even some things that I may agree with, disagree with, but that's up to them because that's their business, as Tabitha, Tabitha would say, okay? And I remember going to your graduation party. I think it was at Applebee's or some, it was at a, you when you graduated from high school, man. And then you had a girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. But I did see some mannerisms. I like, didn't say nothing. I like, hmm, you know what? But he had a girl. But I said, you know what? No matter what that may be, whatever the case may be, it ain't my business. Keep it moving. And I don't know if it was on Facebook or something you said when she kind of broke up with you. Because you said, she said she kept calling you gay or something like that. And I'm like, that's, I don't know, like, that's fucked up. Fuck her. But at the end of the day, he has many reasons that I wouldn't be surprised, you know, because between we had a gap in our life that we didn't see each other as often. You know, it was like you was on your mom's side and I come and I was in Houston in college and shit. But when I came down, like, OK, Trenton, I said, I, 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 once again, I see what's going on, but it's none of my business. You live your life because I see other people and, you know, as a, a family that if they're not ready in their life to speak on some shit, it's no pressure do what you want to do baby but hey love still here no matter what for you you feel me but when i saw you with the girl and when you made that comment and now you saying this right now like i re- i saw that shit happen yeah. i saw that shit happen, you saw saw that happen. And let me and then i think this is another thing i think that you know i i i pulled women and i dated women and it was you know it was what it was at the time yeah but i think that even when you see that taking place, that's somebody trying to figure it out. You understand mm-hmm. I me? Mean, I was at a place where I was really trying to figure out what the rest of my life would look like. And was I going to continue to live a lie or was I going to, you know, be who I was? And I think, I thank God for those relationships because if it wasn't for those women that I dated, I wouldn't be able to show up to who, who Trenton is today. Those women, you know, know uh, now, and we've laughed and, you know, came back full circle. But if I could say anything to any gay person out there watching this right now, it's just, or any person really, it's just to be honest. You know, you, you in order for me to get those women at times, I had to maybe lie, you know what I mean, about certain things or how I felt about certain things because they weren't going to agree with it or they would think a certain way. So I think the best thing to do is, People going to love you for who the person who's supposed to love you. They're going to love you for who you are. You glad know you I mean? fixed that right there. I'm glad you fixed that. How you was going to say it and how you say how it should be because the people who going to love you. Yeah. Not the people who they will love you. Everybody's not going to love you. And that's a sad truth. And that's something I unpinky said before. Everybody ain't going to like you and everybody ain't going to be there for you, but you keep being who you are, you know, and that's something that resonated with me. But I hope it resonates to anyone out there that's struggling with be, uh, discovering who they are. And we were, I was in a chat last night, shout out to the social complex. And it was an African-American woman, you know. I, I, I didn't even share her, ex- well, I don't know if it was recorded at that time or not, but she experienced that she didn't, she talked to other men outside of black people because black men never approached her. Black men never really took her serious. And that's made her date outside and not keying in all on your experience of dating other men. But it, it, it goes to the point that it's so many other parts of, once again, I, you know, I don't want, once again, I'm not saying it's nature or nurture because I'm still learning, but 
it was nurtured that kind of you tried both sides. You ex- had the experience, but it was an influence that you had in your life. Your 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 you 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 represented that you was raised by women, you know, and I was raised by women to this sense as well, you know. And I remember I used to see um, even Joe. I saw younger pictures of myself that it was a family reunion picture just before you was born, and I am sitting very flamboyant. Let's put it that way. And I was like, what the fuck? But my mom, like, I was like, everybody in the family, like, taking a family picture. And I'm literally like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, why, but why did that make you flamboyant? You have to separate. Because you, could you, I mean, I feel like that is. What would you call it? So what would you no, call that? What would you call that? that you were having a good time. You were happy. I was having a good time. I was having a gay old time. That toxic, what that, that toxic ass man. I agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. Here translate to you want this? Like I don't understand that. I, I would, and unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, you know what? You know who put it, it goes on both sides. It's not men. It's men and women. It's society in total. And let's talk about it. When we when you say flamboyant, what do you think of flamboyant when we say that word? I okay. Wow, over the top in the summer, having a good time. That's moment. not flamboyant. Okay. That's just you being silly. And you a kid too. I'm agreeing with everything everybody's saying, but what the word would I use? Because compared to how everybody was smiling, I was like center of a fucking attention. Like, hey, motherfucker, I'm right here. And but you perceive that you were feminine. Feminine, like gender. And we have we have to separate. Gender, femininity, masculinity from sexuality because the feminine uh, child is not that, a sex. Keep huh? us on track with that. Let, let's huh? talk about okay, it. I'm only okay. Let, because, let's we get, have, because we have to do the work, just like we don't feel like educating um, white people. Gay people don't have the responsibility to educate you, yeah. and not you personally. Oh, when I say you, I mean yeah. oh, no, people I who don't understand. Absolutely and, agree. And. To, to to say like I looked gay when I was young. Okay, we were. I, probably I said flamboyant. Have, I did whatever. not say gay. I said flamboyant. You insinuated. Gay is kind of but, the same but, thing. But, but, you insinuated. I said flamboyant. That's a that's that's you know what that is. That's yes. a BS way of saying gay. Yeah, it is. That's the same thing. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, look, pull it back because it go because you can't. We cannot. Pick and choose right here because what Janice was talking about being flamboyant did not mean you're gay. It's assumed that you are because I was gonna I was letting Janice it's finish by certain people. Oh, correct, because I know some of the most masculine motherfuckers that are gay. I know a lot of men out here that don't believe they're gay, but they are gay. Yes, you are a player. That's gay right there. I, I play football, okay? And some of the gayest men, boys, was gay. And I'm like, dog, like. None of that shit is necessary. None of that shit is playing, but that was shit was gay. But just because you're not flamboyant with it, it doesn't make you gay. So but I absolutely agree with like, coming from. Like a one, like act like a woman though. Like in that like extra woman. It means a centric over the top. Yeah. Over the top. Oh, okay. And, 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 and the colloquialism, we use it to describe effeminate men. But that's not the meaning of the word. But mm-hmm. once again, that's what we I asked on Twitter the other day with words that we use right now that we find offensive that are normalized words. It's just the same thing with bitch. If I call a female dog a bitch, nobody should get mad at me because that's what the 
fuck it is, okay? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, at that, if I could find that picture, I know my Aunt Dee Dee has that picture somewhere. See, and I probably know the picture you're talking about. See, but, see, see, look, you like you know the, if you if, if so you know the bad. picture you're talking about, like once again, I am like, and there, all the other kids are like sitting like this. I, <laughs> you was just a happy kid, and I was a happy kid, yeah. but you know what? The it people was a thing. looked at that picture and sexualized you and yeah. put a sexual preference on and, you, and I don't it mean all the time, and I'm not, and it shouldn't. And you know what? And you said, and you just said something that you didn't like when two words are used in the same sentence, you compared the two. Unfortunately, that shit happens, okay? Because adults do that. Like, and once again, that's why we do the making view. Everything is a child you come from. It has to come from an adult. And if it it didn't come directly from an adult, secondhand, it came from an, an adult and their actions and their thought processes and things. Like, I used to hold my hand. I think I've said it on the previous show. I haven't, you know, welcome to everything culture. I used to hold my hand like this as a kid all the time. My mama, I mean, used to smack the pure shit hell out of me for doing that shit. I'm talking about, I could be like just talking about raised by women, grandmother, grand, my grandfather was there, but he was sick and ill. I had my cousins visit time and time. But I hold my hand like this a little bit. And I had my homosexual uncle, but he never portrayed those acts. But I knew what he was. But cross his legs the whole nine but i hold my hand like this i'm talking about a hand come out i don't know where that shit would come from smack the fuck out of me you ain't gay i didn't even know what gay the fuck was back in and i'm like what the fuck you hit me for i'm like okay i knew to stop putting my hand that way that's that's fear that was instilled in you i'm scared to relax my wrist because i'm gonna get beat nigga hey I'm, I just knew one thing. Whatever the fuck that was, don't do that shit. That's why I'm saying right now. Because you you were taught that this was bad, and, and again, we were all taught these things. But as adults, we have we were taught horrible things when we were kids. Not and about things that personally affect us. You know, it, it's it's harder to challenge your beliefs than what you were taught when it comes to you know, sexuality if you're heterosexual. Because what's the incentive? But is that just in the black community, though? I think... No, no, absolutely no, not. No, but I can't speak on the other community because I'm only... <laughs> from, from my experience, though, I'm, I'm what culture, I've seen, like, a lot shit. of uh, people from, like, the white culture, like, they, like, white Hispanic are more... Yeah, and Hispanic. They're more, uh, like... Straight African. Like, we could talk about... each other and stuff and, like, touching each other and, like, this more... Stuff that we would definitely say is like gay in the black community. Pagan. They cool with it and they like, oh, it's nothing. You know, it, that's that's normal. Hell, I, they, white dudes even kiss each other and be like, that's normal. You know, y'all better look up the history of Christmas. But yeah. um, that's another conversation. <laughs> but with us, we we be like, nah. <laughs> that's gotta do with anything. You know? I was like, that's a whole other day. It is, but if you look up the true history of the pagan holiday of Christmas, not the. <laughs> I'm a whole other domination, so you know. Well, I like, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, it'll blow your mind. But either way, the point of being put, it's just, it's, it's. I, I don't want to. I don't. Once again, we can stay on this topic right here, but and we can take a break. But I want to. It goes into the end of the day. It's about shame. It's about making people feel bad about how they truly feel, and it it, it go. It's from relationships. It's from the type of ice cream you like, the type of liquor you want, the type of music you like, and the type of people you feel like you love. You know, it's shame to make us directors who we are and who we become. And does, can we overcome shame? 
how do we fight it? And it's like it's like bullying at the end of the day. Yeah, you can't even eat a popsicle in front of another dude sometimes. Man, <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah, I can't eat a popsicle in front of a man either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay.